In today's podcast, I'll look at the ballad known as The Outlandish Knight, a tale of a seducer and serial killer of young women, his eventual downfall at the hands of a clever, plucky heroine, and ends with a conversation with a parrot. Along the way, I'll sing tunes that are linked into the different versions of the ballad and look at its background and printing history. An outlandish knight came from the Northlands And he came a-wooing to me He told me he'd take me unto the Northlands And there he would marry me Get me some of thy father's gold And some of thy mother's fee And two of the best deeds out of the stable Where there stands thirty and three She got him some of her father's gold And some of her mother's fee And two of the best deeds out of the stable Where there stood thirty and three She mounted on a milk-white steed And he on the dapple grey And they both rode till they came to the salt sea Just two hours before it was day Alight, alight, my pretty lady Deliver it unto me, for six pretty maidens I've drowned it here, and the seventh thou shall be. The tune and words for this version were printed in English County Songs, edited by Lucy Broadwood. The story tells of a young woman who is enticed into stealing gold and horses from her father on the promise of marriage. Once the couple are away into the country, the seducer tells the girl that he intends to drown her, and she will be his seventh victim. He tells her to take off her rich clothes because they are too fine to rot in the salt sea. She says he should turn his back whilst she undresses and she grabs him by his waist and throws him into the river, leaving him to drown. She returns home where she's questioned by the family parrot. This ballad is most widely known under its general title of The Outlandish Knight and is in the top five most widespread traditional ballads in the English language. Professor Francis James Child, in his collection The English and Scottish Popular Ballads, names the ballad Lady Isabel and the Elfin Knight. This title comes from a version printed in Ancient Ballads and Songs of the North of Scotland, edited by Peter Buchan in 1828. This is the only version that gives reference to an elfin knight. A similar version had been printed in 1682 in Songs and Fancies, edited by John Forbes. These two early versions include a refrain, which was common in early British ballad form and is not found in any subsequent collected version. The text in these earliest noted versions of the ballad is more consistent with the storyline of the European counterpart. The seducer is an elfin knight who blows upon his horn. The young woman wishes the knight was in her arms and he appears in her bedroom. This is also the opening verses of the ballad The Elfin Knight, which might in fact be the origin of these opening verses. In this version of the ballad, the young woman says she needs to rest before she dies, and tells the elfin knight to rest his head upon her knee. When he falls asleep, she binds him with his sword belt and stabs him with his dirk. Professor Child dedicates over 31 pages, tracing parallel song and story sources from across the whole of Europe, and gives evidence of its ancient history as a communal folktale. Although the earliest British versions were collected in Scotland, there is sufficient evidence to show that it had a long pedigree and wide circulation throughout England, Ireland and North America, with printed versions sold as broadsides and by oral transmission within the communities. The earliest broadside was titled The False Knight Outwitted, 
and was included in the collection of early broadsides called the Roxburgh Ballads, originally printed in 1847. In another version, published in 1776, the name of the seducer is Sir John, and the lady is May Colvin. Cast off, cast off my May Colvin, all on your silken gown, for tis our good and cost too much to rot in the salt sea foam. Oh, turn ye round about, Sir John, and look to the leaf of the tree, for it never became a gentleman, an naked woman to see. He turned himself straight round about, to look to the leaf of the tree, so swiftly as May Colvin was, to throw him into the sea. The tune and words for that version of May Colvin comes from the Scottish Minstrelsy, published in 1820, and edited by Robert Archibald Smith. Bruce and Stoko, in Northumbrian Minstrelsy, printed in 1882, offers this explanation for the generic Outlandish Knight title. By that term Outlandish is signified an inhabitant of that portion of the border which is formerly known by the name of the Debatable Land, a district which, though claimed by both England and Scotland, could not be said to belong to either country. People on each side of the border applied the term outlandish to the debatable residents. Like many of the older traditional ballads, the mythical elements have been replaced by more day-to-day characters and events, as the beliefs and expectations of the society changed over the centuries. There are few remaining versions of the ballad in its early form, and those that exist were already in the process of change from the magical to the logical. Bertrand Bronson, in his traditional tunes for the child ballads, has over 140 examples of tunes collected from Britain and North America. The first tunes were collected in Scotland from the late 1820s, and in the late 1800s, once the folk song collecting in England began, the outlandish night was found to be very popular and widespread with variants in different counties. Collecting of tunes came too late to find one that corresponds with the earliest text, i.e. that containing the refrains. Oh help, oh help, my pretty fair maid, and today I will marry thee. Lie there, lie there, thou false-hearted knave, lie there and drown, said she. Lie there, lie there, thou false-hearted knave, lie there and drown, said she. Six pretty maids hast thou drowned here, and the seventh have drowned thee. Every leaf was oppressed, she heard no sound, no lark, no thrush gave heed, no throstle did call in the hole of the tree, and she mounted a milk-white steed. And she mounted on her milk-white steed, and she led the dapple grey, and she rode till she came to her father's hall, just at the break of day. The tune and words were collected by H. Fleetwood Shepherd in 1891, from John Masters of Bradstone in Devon. Some scholars have suggested that the outlandish knight is a substitute for the devil, and it seduces young maidens by the power of music. 
This is based on a version in which the seducer plays a harp and lulls the assembled guest to sleep, except for the young woman. A similar scenario can be found in the Welsh ballad Glasgerion. There's also the idea that the seducer is actually a water sprite, and he needs to drag the women down into his land below the water. There is no clear connection with these ideas in the existing versions of the ballad. Oh, where have you been, my pretty fair queen? The pirate he did say That you have been out all in the night And returned before the day. Oh, hush and oh, hush, my pretty pirate. Oh, say not a word, said she. Thy cage it shall be of beaten gold that was from the timbern tree. Then up and spake her father dear, from the bed where on he lay. Oh, what is the matter with my parrot that he chatters before the day? The cat came to my own cage door and threatened to kill me. And I called aloud for help to come, to come and deliver me. The parrot is something of a puzzle, because it does not seem to fulfil any particular function in the ballad, apart from creating an upbeat, amusing ending. Parrots were introduced into Europe in the mid-1500s, and it's likely that prior to this, the role was taken up by some other talking birds, such as a magpie, traditionally known as a pika or pirate which may itself have replaced a house sprite or some other supernatural creature. Talking birds are common in European versions of this story. They warn the girl of the dangerous nature of her lover. It's possible that the parrot is a vestige of this, and its earlier role has been lost, or maybe it's a later substitute for some other type of action that took place in the earlier lost versions of the ballad. I can't find any conclusive answer and leave the conundrum to the scholars to clarify. I will end this podcast with a performance of The Outlandish Night, collected by Fred Hamer from the Shropshire singer Mae Bradley, who called her version The Dappledy Grey. An outlandish knight came from the Northland, and he came a-wooing of me. He told me he'd take me unto the Northland, and there would marry me. She fetched him some of her father's gold And some of her mother's fee And two of the best horses out of the stable Where there stood thirty and three Now she mounted on her milk-white steed And him on the dapple grey They rode till they came unto the seaside so long before it was day. Light off, light off your milk-white steed, and deliver that now unto me. For six pretty fair maids I have drowned here, and the seventh one thou shalt be. Pull off, pull off that fine silken gown, and deliver that now unto me. It looks too rich and far too good for to rot all in the salt sea. Now if I am to pull off me fine silken gown and deliver it now unto thee, 
I don't think it's fitting a ruffian like you a naked woman should see. Now he turned himself the other way, watching those leaves growing green. She caught him around his middle so small, and she tumbled him into the stream. Now he plunged high, and he plunged low, until he came to the side. Take hold of my hand, my fair pretty maid, and I will make you my bride. Lie there, lie there, you false-hearted man, lie there instead of me. If six pretty fair maids you have drowned here, the seventh has drowned thee. Now she mounted on her milk-white steed, she led the dapple grey, she rode till she came to her own father's home, so long before it was day. The parrot being up in the window so high, she heard the lady go by. Don't prittle, don't prattle, my pretty Polly, don't tell no tales upon me, and your cage will be made of the glittering gold and the doors of the best ivory. Now her father was up in his bedroom so high, unto the parrot he said, Whatever's the matter, my pretty Polly, you were prattling so long before day. Now the cat she's got up in the window so high, I'm afraid that she will have me. Well done, well done, my pretty Polly. You've changed your notes well for me. Now your cage will be made of the glittering gold and the doors of the best ivory, ivory, and the doors of the best ivory.